Hi, welcome to Do I Have to Recover? A Journey to Mental Health. This is a podcast about life with mental health through my eyes. I live with this daily, hourly, and sometimes just minute by minute. I would like for you to know that I am not a doctor or a professional. I am a patient that deals with mental health on a regular basis. If you find that you are in a situation where you need help, you can reach a suicide hotline at 800-273-8255 or either NAMI, spelled N-A-M-I, at 800-950-6264 or dial 911 and go to the nearest hospital. So let's start. When did I discover that I have mental health? And what exactly do I have? Well, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder mixed. That's a combination of mania and depression. Looking back over my life, I realized that I've had it all along, but was never really diagnosed properly. Some of the signs of mental health that I've noticed Um, based on my research from New Roads Behavioral Health is that there are five signs of mental health. One of them is long-lasting sadness or irritability, followed by extreme high or low moods. Third is excessive fear, worry, or anxiety. Fourth is social withdrawal. And fifth is dramatic changes in eating or sleeping. Like I said, it's kind of surprising when I was researching this information to find out better understanding of what I'm going through, just how really important or how much this has played a, a, a large point in my life, I wound up having exactly all five of those warning signs or signs of mental health. I have I have and still have sometimes either a lasting sadness or irritability. At times I do have extreme high or extreme lows. I still live at times with fear, worry, or anxiety. And at times I have been socially withdrawn for fear that someone would truly see the type of person that I am and not want to be around me. Lastly, I have had dramatic changes in my eating and sleeping more often nights of various nights of insomnia or at times binge eating looking back now i find that the last of the mental last of the five signs was really to give myself some type of control over what was happening considering i felt i was so out of control everywhere else this entire journey has been one that i would have never thought that i would have to deal with one where it has taken complete control of my life and the lives of my family. I realize that I'm not the only one dealing with it. The people that I love and are around me deal with it too, just not so direct as I do. So they have to live with someone with mental health. And it's kind of frustrating for them as it's frustrating for me as to what to do. Now I was fortunate enough to be diagnosed properly recently and am on a medicine regime that finally fits whatever complications or 
whatever issues that rise up. So it helps me be a little bit more balanced. Um, I think all in all, it's just been a journey that I would have never thought I would take. One where I would go through many facets of myself and it all really began with acknowledging the cold hard truth that there's some things that I just cannot change. And I'm often thinking about the prayer that I have memorized, which is serenity prayer, which is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, that prayer in itself is kind of interesting in that it's usually used during uh, different um, addiction meetings but the history of that is actually where it's not from an addiction it's for it was done based off of uh, a doctor that was helping his patients to transition on to or transition transition out of this life but at any rate it's all very interesting how you can live with mental health it's interesting in that you find yourself kind of in this bubble. And for a long time, I was in this bubble, seeing the world on the outside, uh, almost as if there was a veil over my eyes, not really knowing what was going on and seeing everything that's going on, not really understanding why am I feeling so sad when there was so much sadness there, there it was as if there was an inability to feel happy or even better yet, what did happy really mean for me? I mean, everybody has happy or everyone should have love and happiness and, and calm and genuity. But for me as a person with mental health concerns, that was just really hard. I had no idea what happy meant for me. Heck, I'm still learning what my happiness is. I am happy I am happy to say that my depressed state isn't as frequent as it used to be. Um, I feel that the structure of my life is really beginning and a part of me is kind of ashamed to say that considering I'm so late in my age. Um, but it's like renew. A renew of the world, uh, uh, a different light that you have to look at through the world. Meaning you can't just look at everything as a quote unquote normal person. And having mental health concerns doesn't make you different. It just, I think, makes you unique in that you have to navigate wor the world as best way that you know how with the assistance of therapy, with the assistance of medication, with the assistance of having a strong support system. And speaking of the support system, you also have to acknowledge that that support system is going to change. There will be people that will say that they have your back or they're there for you, but when you need them, they're not. Then there are others that aren't even a part of your support system 
that you never thought would automatically be a part of your support system. So acknowledging that that list of people will change sometimes breath by breath would help. Um, I feel that having an outlet is very important, whether you like to do something with your hands or uh, your hands like uh, creating pottery or if you have an artistic flair and find that you find happiness in, in drawing or painting or sketching, I mean, those, those things would definitely help. Um, what I've learned that helps me is the five senses. When I am in what's called distress tolerance, and what that is is when you're in a heightened state of, di of distress, that you have to find a way of bringing yourself back to baseline. And that's something that I do, you know, daily, especially around this time of the holidays where it's it's really hard. It's hard to, to feel thankful. It's hard to look forward to Christmas. It's harder to look forward to the new year, knowing of the anxiety that builds with it. And what's interesting is I have no idea where the anxiety is coming from. It's just there. And that's a part of mental health. Sometimes you just have to accept what's there as being there. Trying to figure out is not gonna work. It's actually gonna make things worse. And I've learned that the hard way. When you fight against an emotion or if you fight against um, what you're feeling instead of just accepting it, and rolling with it, so to speak, will take the edge off, you know? Um, and I wish I would have known that before. I, I wish I would have been taught the lessons of how to handle myself when I get frazzled, uh, how to handle myself when I get depressed and I really don't want to get out of bed. Um, for example, something like that is, is to give accept what you're feeling like this morning i really didn't want to get out of bed everything in me just wanted to stay in bed and pull the covers up over my head and not be heard or seen and what i had to do for myself was accept that feeling know that it is just a moment and it will pass and then do what's called an opposite action which is do the opposite of whatever it is I'm fighting or feel like doing. So today I felt like staying in bed. So my opposite action was to get out of bed and to simply the, the task of making your bed, just get out of bed, make your bed. And that in itself is something you can check off your checklist. That is something you could say that I have accomplished today. I got out of bed, I made my bed. And sometimes that's about all the day is gonna be for a checklist is concerned. Um, but getting back to distress tolerance. Distress tolerance, as I indicated, is um, a term that I learned when I was an IOP. And it is ba basically defined as what to do when you find yourself in a heightened state of distress, um, what to do when you don't know what to do and all you really want to do is just run, just run away or submit. 
And one of the things, there are various types of distolerance distra- skills available. And for me, one of the things that really helps is the five senses. Um, and more particularly the the scent of this the the sense of scent and the sense of touch and by that is i'm in the culinary field and i have a acute sense of smell and so when i'm feeling out of sorts and i need to bring myself back to baseline i will go into my kitchen in my spice cabinet and close my eyes and pick out whatever bottle of spice that there may be with closed eyes while my eyes are still closed i open up that bottle and i smell i smell and i try to decipher what it is i'm smelling the different notes of of the scent and how the whether it's warmth or spicy or sweet and through those actions i'm concentrating on something else and not on what's making me feel distressed through that action i am putting my energy and attention someplace else so that the the powerful hold that i have or that has taken over me it, the energy is placed someplace else and i find that it helps and when uh that coupled with the sense of touch i keep either a stress ball or something called like a thinking putty which i really refer to as chewing gum for your hands um is is something to manipulate and to help get some of that excess tension or excess energy out um when i'm feeling anxious or when i'm feeling uncertain um on a funny note is i have yeah, i'm not ashamed to say is i have a fuzzy bear and <laughs> this fuzzy bear is it's a doll yes and it has different textures on the doll um whether it be his bow tie or his little helicopter hat and and his mouth and his shorts and his shirt and his fuzzy little feet and I use that as a sen- as a, a sense of touch. Um other things that I use are essential oils. I have a variety of oils and I use different blends to uh accommodate whatever feelings that I'm feeling. But uh I say all that to say that the five senses work for me and there are other things that of aspects of distress tolerance that you can use. Uh for example cold water on your face or along your jawline with ice cubes to kind of shock your physical body to reduce your temperature so that you can think um there is what's called opposite action as i indicated with getting out of bed um there is also you know there's just a variety of different things that you can do to help bring you back to baseline so that you can at least function with what's going on but uh this journey is is real this journey is my life and what i do during this journey ultimately affects my family and those i love and care for and i'm in i'm at the point now 
probably more so than when I was younger, um, where my happiness is important. And if accepting that I have bipolar disorder mixed is a part of that journey, then it's simply a part of that journey. And fighting against it isn't going to work. I mean, I used to think that I wouldn't be on medicine for the rest of my life. Um, but I've seen what it is, what it has done for me. And it looks like I will be. I, that in itself is a jagged little pill to swallow, not to, so to speak, um, or no pun intended, but I don't know. It's, it feels like this is it. It feels as if this is what I have to do. And I look forward to hearing, um, hearing from you if you have any questions or comments. Uh, if you do, I can be reached at aliciainfo7918 at gmail.com. That's spelled A L E S H A I N F O 7918 at gmail.com. Um, I would like to hear from you. I would like to hear what you think and hear what's going on. Again, I am not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I'm just the person that's going through it. And knowing that you're you, knowing that you're not alone is one of the biggest things that help with this journey, knowing that you're not alone. And being able to talk openly and candidly about how you feel is important. Checking in is important. Um, letting your loved ones know how you're feeling, you know, is important. For example, I recently said to my husband um, how I was feeling and was open, transparent regarding it. And that was hard to do. That was very hard to do. And I had spent so much time hiding from myself and thinking I'm hiding from others. Um, but I made a devotion to myself. I promised to myself that I would no longer hide and I would be open regarding it. And I would answer whatever questions that I could regarding it. And I would not hide. And that is the biggest thing. I'm not alone and I'm not going to hide. Well, thanks for taking this opportunity to sit and listen with me. Again, if you have any questions, I can be reached at A-L-E-S-H-A-I-N-F-O-7918 at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking with you again. Take care.